welcome to Friskology. I'm Tim. This is Matt. And this is a podcast where Matt and I usually cover a discography from a band, but this time we're going to cover a label. Bloated Cat Records, it's actually just a label run by a friend of my brother. But it is based out of Iowa, so it does tie back to us in some way. There you go. He sent me the entire discography from this label back in may and i just said to matt like hey we should probably do that at some point so i had matt pick out five bands from the label and he chose drones jabber lipstick homicide rational anthem and science police any any sort of logic to any of those picks matt uh, no not at all just random uh, actually that's not true jabber i picked for it, it was related to some game I was playing at the time. Oh, gotcha. I don't know. I didn't know. Creature you... in, I want to say Borderlands 3. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't expect that you'd be a Borderlands 3 player, to be honest. Yep. I didn't know if maybe you picked uh, drones because we live in a surveillance state. No, but that does make more fun. Good times. Well, today we're going to cover drones and Jabber because the albums are fairly short. Yep. But before yeah, that. I think our match play was about as long as one of these albums. <laughs> Hey, honestly, you might be right. One of the songs here might be. And that was what I was about to mention. Uh, before we get into that, we're going to do a little match play. The song title is One More Time. And in a rare one versus one battle, because most of these yeah. are triple threats at least, we got Richard Marks versus The Cure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's the cure. We spent, what, almost a year? Listening to their music? Listening to music? Listening to the cure? Well, I actually start off with uh, Richard Marks. I'm I'm very familiar with this song and album, because my brother owned it when we were kids. It's music for dentist offices and grade schoolers. Yeah, it's like that weird slow dance love song situation. <laughs> yeah. Actually, when I was listening to it, I had a pretty like strong memory of like probably a fourth grade school dance. For some reason, part of the memory is me thinking, oh yeah, this girl's not as into me as I am into her. That's funny that I think that with this song. Listening to it still is like, there's no way The Cure loses on this one. No. When I looked up which song The Cure, or which album The Cure song was from, I did think, you know what, hold on, maybe Richard Marks will get a nostalgia win here because this uh, song was from the hated Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. It was. But turned out it was one of those songs I actually liked from that double album. (laughs) It was the perfect bitter depression that you want from The Cure. Yep. But I did somewhat enjoy the trip down memory lane with Richard Marks, so maybe I'll listen to it again in another 30 years. Yeah, I was going to say, it's one of those, I, I probably won't listen to it. If I do, it'll be because somebody else is playing it. Who is playing Richard Marks in this day and age? I, I'm guessing a dentist office. <laughs> God, I hope so. All right, so first up, we're going to cover Take It Easy from the Drones. It was released in October of 2016. The Drones were from Minnesota, and that is about all I could find out about this band. Yeah, I didn't see much more. First song is Told Ya. Told Ya. say told you it just sounds weird to me right now i like yeah. they i like they drop you right into the main hook of the song from the get-go 
They just drop you straight yeah. into the like. This is the what this song is. Harmonizing is pretty pretty on point between yeah. the two singers. You know, energetic pop punk. Uh, I actually put catchy ass song. Uh, it reminded me. <laughs> I'm I'm probably going to divert a little bit. But it reminded me yeah. of the Descendants, who I've been listening to a little bit lately. And uh-huh. you know, the when I was younger and listened to them, I never thought this at all. But as I was listening to the Descendants the other day, some of their lyrics could be construed as a little bit misogynistic and i know that that was not what they intended but like i don't know maybe just being older what the culture is today i could i could see where they could be misconstrued and back then they were considered like they were a progressive band but if you listen to those lyrics now you'd be like yeah that one's that one's a little not okay anyways i think there's also like a a different society right now than there was in the 90s back in the 90s yeah but back to the album. We're a little more hip to the... <laughs> hip to the square? Yeah, as it were. That was a solid opener. Yeah. Before listening to it, where you're like, oh, shit, I guess I got to do this now. And then you heard Tolkien, <laughs> and you're like, all right, okay, this isn't so bad. Yeah, it's... Uh, the uh, It actually put it on the instrumental, sounded very mock Christmas songy, but, like, not in a bad way. Anyways, uh, second song was Don't Wanna Wait. This song actually reminded me of another band, specifically the opening of it. It's called the Mannix. They were also okay. from Minnesota. So I wonder if there wasn't some like accidental influence on the at least intro to this song. So, I mean, they had to be in the same circles at some point, just based upon release dates. This one overall, it was decent. It's just good, like solid, sing-along pop It's shortened to the point a little over a minute and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the longest song on this? Like a minute 50? There might have been a one that was just over two minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't like the song, it'll be over pretty quick. That's always been the great thing about punk rock in general. Third song was Crossing Lines. My first note on this one is it sounds very similar to the first two, but again, not in a bad way. They know their sound. This song, the main guitar part, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, that style of pop punk song, I just don't like. It's not even that it's a them problem. This is like kind of a staple for the genre, and I hate that guitar part. Like, not his specifically, but that kind of rhythm to a guitar part. I didn't think it was the vocalist's strongest performance either. This song got stuck in my head. So I feel like if you like this song, you're actually going to love this song. It annoyed me, but if there's something sticking in your head, then you're doing something right. You know what I mean? Right. Especially if it's a song you don't like. And the next song is Body Language.
have one note on this one, which means I probably got like, caught up in the song for stupid reasons. I put good mix of instruments and vocals without drowning out the vocals. Yeah, no, I actually made a note of they do really excellent pop punk harmonies on this song. Yep. And I mean, they've been solid throughout, but this probably is their best performance. Uh, I like that all the titles are very straightforward. Whatever the title is, you will be singing it at some point in the song. Sometimes very early in the song. And I haven't, you know, I noticed this when I was taking my notes. I haven't talked about the drums at all, which is what I obsess about most of the time when we do this stuff. They're just, like, really solid uh, punk rock drums. I mean, I'm I'm not the one that listens to the instrumentals very much. Right. But it's easy for a drummer to drown out vocalists. Because percussion is loud. And this one does great mixing their sound in rather than kind of taking over. Yeah, no, it, it's never really at the forefront. Well, uh, wait till we get to the next song. Mm-hmm. I think the that's next song. Not entirely true. Yeah, <laughs> I am kind of speaking too early. But, anyways, last song Hidden Planet. The drums are intense in this song. I don't know why I was talking about the drums <laughs> yeah, so much. Why did I concentrate on the drums during body language when Hidden Planet was coming? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's his finest performance. It's the only one on here that I would say he probably helps carry the band. I mean, more on the others, he's just, you know, he's serving his purpose. And he's doing his job well. Yeah. Goes to town on the toms at one point. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, overall, this one is, I, I think, a little more and just is super energetic. And it's a yeah. good way to end an album. It kind of leaves you wanting more. Yeah. I, I did that. It's oddly, like, short. What, Hidden for, Planet? For an ender? Oh, uh, yeah, no. That's what I mean. I, I think it plays well to his strengths, though. Too much longer, and this song might not have been good. The drummer's like, fuck you guys. We're going to keep this short. I'm fucking sweating balls yeah. over here. <laughs> It's hot. I'm tired. We're ending this shit. But it's also got, like, it had a solid transition out of body language into Hidden Planet. Yeah, it sure did. No, I I noticed that, too. And I think what tied that together was the drummer on that transition. He just kind of, it, it felt like he just kind of carried it through. Yeah, exactly. Like, it just, yep. Uh, what were your overall thoughts? And did you, did you really make notes of any of the lyrics? Because it is something you usually focus on. Uh, actually, no, because so a lot of their songs are super catchy, so I just got caught up in the sound and the, and the like, performance. Right, <laughs> rather than the actual and, message or meaning. Which, I mean, honestly, listen yeah. to it, it's mostly, like, girl-related stuff. Uh, Told you is about yep. a girl, Don't Wanna Wait, I'm pretty sure is about a girl. Cross, I mean, body language, it crossing is. lines, it all is about girls, except for maybe Hidden Planet. And I think Hidden Planet was about uh, getting high, actually. I was gonna say, I think Hidden Planet is getting high, possibly because you lost the girl. It's possible, I didn't notice the girl part, but I bet it has some girl-related stuff in it. So, I mean, you know, it's pop punk. Yeah. That's, that's what you do in pop punk. You sing about girls. My only my only big note was there's not a lot of experimentation throughout the album. I mean, I actually, that is kind of my overall thought. They don't tread any new ground, but they do pop punk very well. And there yeah. are, yeah, there's like five solid songs here. I'm not a fan of Crossing Lines, but like I said before, it could be a song that another person would absolutely love. Yeah, really yeah like, one of those songs that you could say crosses lines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do think, because usually with smaller stuff like this, I think Told Ya, why does that sound so weird to me tonight? Told Ya, Told Ya. I don't, uh, I don't know. Told Ya. <laughs> and uh, 
Hidden Planet will actually end up in my VA folder on my USB drive. Overall, I'm going to give it a three stars. I, I had originally rated it fairly harshly. <laughs> how harshly? At like 2.5 is how harshly I had rated it. You know what? I think a 2.5 is fair also. But what I was going to go as high as 2.75, but then I felt like if we're going to do the 7.5, like... we might as well do 10. <laughs> really getting the minutia of numbers. <laughs> Uh, I did note, though, in my ranking, I will probably add this to, like, a, an album to listen to, cause, which is rare for me, because I don't make note of stuff like that, usually. It's a name-your-price release on Bandcamp, which usually means, technically, you can just get it for free. The general suggested retail price in punk rock world is always $5 for anything, like a t-shirt, $5, I $5. get into a show, $5, <laughs> CDs, $5. Yeah. This is worth five dollars. I'd pay five dollars. And so for our second band, Jabber's Too Many Babes was released in June of 2013. They are kind of from two cities, Oakland, California, and Portland, Maine, and have been together since 2012. On their band camp, they describe themselves as four babes making melodic pop punk for your ears. A review on Razor Cake described the seven inch as not wow but solid and super fun. And the fat and the faster and louder blog said. There's such a joy and optimism to Jabber's music that it's bound to brighten your day no matter what. First song is Maybe Next Year. Before we get into it, I think, Matt, I'm going to be a little more interested in your opinion on this one. Man, I really kind of want to hear someone else's impression because of where I sit upon this album. Especially with the first song. The first song is Maybe Next Year. So my, my biggest note, I haven't heard a lot of punk myself. I mean, aside from what, again, aside from what we listened to in the office when we shared an office. What, like five years female ago? Female vocalist. Yeah, that was forever ago. It just, like, the female vocalist was a surprise for a punk Okay, yeah, you know, that's kind of what I was hoping you would go towards, because I found her a bit flat the first couple times I listened to this. I think it grew on me somewhat from multiple listens. They break into some harmonies, and it just, I don't know, for there for a minute, for me, there was this contrast of how you start the album with this singer, and then you go into these harmonies, and the harmonies are, they're mind-blowing for a punk album. Yeah, no. Their their group singing, yeah, exactly, is amazing. Yeah, I couldn't but believe it. The solos from the lead, Jesus, yeah. the harmonies on this song too are just amazing. I mean, if you turn this on and. I don't know. I don't know who would be so quick that they would turn the song off within like 20 seconds. But maybe somebody does. Maybe like, yeah, yeah. skip it. Or like they only listen to that first 20 seconds and drop the album. Like the harmonies are worth it. Stick stick it out. But overall on the album too, I think this singer does better on the other, well, I mean, it's only four songs. But there's just this On the other three. Yeah, this just this one performance, for some reason, the first time you hear it, it maybe doesn't hit your ear so right. It, it's going to grow on you, though. I, yeah, and I don't know, like, I only listened to it a couple of times, and it, and it might be that, like, it was just the, oh, it's a female lead, like, because I was not prepared for that when they read it was a punk band. Oh, well, that's odd. It, it really is odd. Uh, <laughs> 
I think it is like true of punk rock that it is more male dominated, probably still to this day. But man, I listened to so more, so many female fronted punk bands when I first got into punk that it's always been weird to me to think it's that way. But I mean, right. it probably is. So for me to hear female fronted pop punk band or even one that the entire band is female is not that big a surprise. Anyways, that's... Yeah, I most of the punk that I had heard was. Like female backups. Oh yeah, and the and of course the aggressive male lead. Yeah. Next song is girlfriend. automatically from the beginning you noticed an improvement in her in the lead singer's voice oh yeah it, she has to be a little more aggressive on it yeah it's a song that she it's a little more aggressive style of punk rock but you're still talking about pop punk yep but it is also uh i mean she just wants to be your girlfriend baby <laughs> yeah it's catchy as hell isn't it yeah uh, i there are other lyrics, I think. But I no, I hear what you're saying. Uh, there's a bass and drum breakdown in this song that I really liked. It was really good. Yeah. They, again, on this song, the multiple vocalists, they use it to great effect. Okay, am I wrong? Or is there a male vocalist towards the end? I thought that too, actually. Yeah, no, I thought that... Absolutely, I did. And maybe a little bit on one of the other songs, but, you know, maybe one of yeah. them figured out how to hit low notes that low. I have no clue. And it might not be a, yeah, I don't know. Might not be a permanent member of the band either. It might be just some dude they know, like, hey, can you help us out with this one song? Third song is Unsatisfied. one i felt the the two previous i'm about to say they felt like more modern pop punk which when i say more modern pop punk i'm probably talking about my personal experience of like 2014 (laughs) so yeah but this is more of a had more of a 90s pop punk feel to it i thought yeah it does a change in tone that's definitely like i don't want to say like jawbreaker because that that's pretty lofty praise to be thrown around but gonna say wow (laughs) Yeah, but it's still, like, in that vein, like, that era of what pop punk sounded like. They they sound like a band that would have opened for a band that opened for Jawbreaker. (laughs) (laughs) They'd have been the opener for the opener. A little sarcastic, but still, again, it's solid-ass music. It gets stuck in your head. They're they're vocals, man, like... Yeah, exactly. That's what doesn't make sense to me. Like, man, you found four people... They could sing like this, but they also could hold it together on, you know, various instruments that they also need to play. Yeah, they my don't... biggest note on this one was I really enjoy the vocal work of this group. I'm like, 
That's it. Yep. Last song. Uh, this is the longest song on the album, by the way. Unsatisfied? Yep. Oh, yeah, no. I assume that as much. I think it was probably what they intended to be the highlight of the album, though. I, I think maybe I liked Girlfriend more. Yeah. Because of the bass and drum breakdown. That's it. I think that's the only reason I like right. that one more. Last song? Only, that, that makes sense. Only four on this one. Talk to you. This one, I don't know why, didn't click with me ever. I've listened to it numerous times. I It just it left no impression. It's just kind of middle of the road. It's the story of a long-distance relationship. Oh, is it? Yep. Oh, I didn't really catch that Each one of these, it, it's kind of like a, a growth in a relationship throughout the album. All right, you're going to have to break that down for me. Uh, so maybe next year, right. the lyrics somewhere in it are, we'll be together maybe next year, or something along those lines. Yes. So talking about how they will be in a relationship maybe later. Oh, okay. I never really thought about it like that because what was it? Oh, I guess so because that's the one with uh, do what you want to do. Maybe yeah is one. Of, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe and then and then maybe next year we'll be together. Maybe I should lyric girls. Maybe I should listen to lyrics of songs next year. <laughs> and then girlfriend is all about you know being your girlfriend. I I feel like that one's a more like current. You're a girl. You're their girlfriend. But she's Un- still... Just... Unsatisfied is the twist, because she says that he's satisfied, but she's not. So she was already with the dude and going to leave him? Or at least she's not satisfied with the way things are going. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what? For some reason... Well, no, she says she wants to have this girlfriend, because I was like, you know, I always thought... I mean, I was on board with you on the maybe next year thing. But then you brought up the yeah. dude and unsatisfied. Isn't she singing that she wants to be with this other girl and girlfriend? That might be. So then in unsatisfied, she can't be singing to a dude unless she's currently with the she dude. Could be, I, I mean, she could be singing to the, a girl. Like Okay, so you were the one that is wrong. Okay, that straightens that up. <laughs> I might have just had the gender wrong. Thanks. <laughs> but she does, I mean, she, she makes it like... She does say you are satis- or you are satisfied. Oh, she's ha- the other one is happy. She is not. Yeah. All right. So how does talk to you work in the end here? Uh, it's it's the long it's the attempt at long distance, like maybe a different relationship. I can't tell. Oh well, you know what? You're so that's getting, like the ending to your tale leaves me unsatisfied. Bam. <laughs> Because it was pretty, uh, most of what you're saying, like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I see where there's an overarching yeah, thing no, here. Talk to you is the one that doesn't fit, except that it, kind of, like, some of the lyrics lead to, lead me to believe that it's a long-distance relationship. Gotcha. So they go back to long-distance? Maybe. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, in general, like, okay, I, I may be reaching the end of pining for you during Unsatisfied. Yeah. Ah, okay. All right, you tied it all together. Good job, Matt. This is a concept album. I didn't even catch on that it was a concept album. Amazing. Punk rock concept albums? They're as rare as can be. Like the, I, like the yeah, Hope I, Diamond. And that was actually most of my overall as well. I mean, you can still do an ending breakdown. Oh, well, I mean, I guess you did give an entire story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, my, my only other note outside of, like, the story... Right. It's definitely a different sound than drones. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? 
I made note of that too. It really, it's a power pop album. Like, what you really have here is, I think it's four members. Four members that can really sing. The music itself is sort of, it's solid. They are not trying to impress you with how they play guitars or how they play the drums. You know what I mean? They just... No. They give you a solid performance and that's all you need because they're going to concentrate on playing you know, doing vocals. Yeah, they're going to sell you the vocals. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the music, you could put a... I, I don't want to say... Well, let me try and think. Uh, I mean, this could be an SW... <laughs> what a dated reference. But I have no frame of reference when it comes to pop music. Like, SWV. What, who was the one that sang Waterfalls? You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what... I, I know the song... But, but I can't think of the group. But like a band like that, like the, it's punk rock in the background. I, maybe that's kind of lofty praise, but for what they're doing, I, that's the only frame of reference I have to explain this. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a solid description of what they're doing. Like, that's the way I feel. Like, it's, it's background music with solid vocalists. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're never going to try to blow you... Well, maybe they get bored and they try to blow you away on the guitar, but they I don't think they will. I, I'm still only going to go three stars for this one. Uh, I, I also put this one at three, so... Did you? Which, yep. still, you were going to rate the other one slightly lower, so... Seems like you'd give this one a boost. Uh, uh, yeah, and it might be because drones reminded me a lot of, like, Blink-182, or that era of pop-punk. Right. This one is also on Bandcamp for $2 as a digital download. Ooh. And then you can also buy a 7-inch for $5, so you can get something physical. Wow. Well, Matt, we have three other bands to cover. We have Lipstick yeah, Homicide, Rational Anthem, and Science Police. Which would you like to cover next? Because these bands will probably have to do just a single episode. Let's do Science Police. All right. No reason. <laughs> I, I think it probably is the most interesting name out of the group. Got anything else, Matt? Uh, no. Then let's go Friscology. Yay. Please follow us on Twitter at Frisky Discs. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts.